When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My talkers, welcome to this special edition of Hump Day, Lori and Brittany. Brittany, which? I can't believe you're doing double duty today, Lori. I might be in double duty. Because you worked this morning. Oh, that was just like an hour thing. Julia had sent me a thing. I've got a massive migraine. I'm like, well, you better not come in. I know. She, she, it's funny because she'll go, can you, pl- I know you're in school. Can you please come in? And I'm always like, thank God. I <laughs> work on microbiome all day. And yeah. I'm like, I want to come. I'm obsessed with the talkies. I've told everyone in the building oh. that I am like the biggest talkie fan. You know, our, the My Talk Awards show. Um, talkies for life. Um, so I'm just so happy to be in the mix. Well, here, well, we did it this morning. I know. And I was in the mix along with uh, Steve and Colleen. For- Steve, of course, in TV star fashion was late. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I was on the same roads as him, and I'm just saying I was on time, but it's nobody's <laughs> pointing fingers. Um, were you a lawyer in a past life? <laughs> because. I was even like finding myself wavering on, you know, I consider myself team low J ride or die. Yeah. But like, I was like, oh, that was our pick. That was, you know, the pick. And then you would come in and make an argument for why yours was the right pick. And by the end, I mean, I remember even Don saying, yep, that's I actually Lori got Laura. I'm in. Well, I mean, what were our categories? Do we have our audio for this grant? Yeah, we have. Uh, there was celebrity. Uh Best well, drama and drama winner and song winner of the year. So. Okay, so, so, so should we start whatever one you have? Celebrity. First. Mo- do you want to do the montage of all the options for the celebrity one? Cele- and it was celebrity story of the year. Yeah, that's what it was worded in the awards. The nominees for celebrity story of the year: the Jason and Alexis show nominated. Kim and Kanye's divorce. An insider telling E! News exclusively that Kim and Kanye are completely done and no longer speaking. The source added Kim is trying to stay strong and move on with her life. The Donna and Steve experience submitted Harry and Meghan's Oprah interview. There's a conversation with you. With Harry. About how dark your baby is going to be potentially and what that would mean or look like. From Colleen and Bradley, Britney Spears being freed from her conservatorship. Judge Brenda Penny releasing 39-year-old Britney Spears from the conservatorship that since 2008 had controlled every aspect of the pop star's existence. Lojay's pick, Benifer 2.0. They called off the wedding in 2003 
days before the ceremony and ultimately split in 2004. Since then, the two have reportedly maintained a close friendship. Sources tell us that they are very happy and that Jennifer Lopez is happy that they're kind of rekindling their friendship. And from the My Talk Academy, Alec Baldwin accidentally kills cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Worst story of the year. I know. It's so awkward, the clapping yeah. <laughs> for that one. Yeah. Okay, I have to say, I agree with the winner on that one. And I do think since Team Cobra has been on that story for about mm, 10 years now, I think they deserve that win. I see we picked yeah and they and they won that one. We picked that for the viral moment of the year yeah. because when it came time for the conservatorship and everything, it beat everything hands down. Like Agreed. that was all anyone was talking about. So that that could have gone either either place. Uh, you know, Kim and Kanye, they're not even divorced no, yet. No, their no. antics that's Harry and Meghan, that was the television event of the year. I agree, and but I also think that that fizzled out pretty quick. Yeah, television, and then I think that the Benefer 2.0 story is that it has given us, it has kept yeah. the tabloids and the magazines in business since May. You know, continuously every single week, Ben, and and it doesn't get old. Yeah, it I'm, doesn't get old. So I mean, yeah, I definitely think that was a good contender. Um, for sure. Yeah, I think it was second. And I should, as it should be, as it should be. All right. And then it was weird. We were talking about it off the air. Drama of the year. All of the shows nominated TV. None of us even thought of a movie. A movie yeah. How funny but is that? But we also had movie of the year. So I guess it was implied. But here's our cat. Here's who's nominated what? For drama of the year. Yeah. The nominees for drama of the year. The Donna and Steve Experience nominated Mayor of Easttown. It should have been you that day. What? I hate you for that. I hate that you made me find him. We don't even talk about him, Mom. We don't even talk about him. What are you talking about? We don't even talk about him anymore. And I hate you for that. I hate you. You should have been the one to find him, not me. Kalina Bradley called in from 2007 on a Nokia flip phone to nominate Grey's Anatomy. I win. How's that? I'm the last man standing. Is that Grey's Anatomy? It was yeah, you and no, me from our residence. Yeah, no, cut, cut it, cut it, cut it. Cut it, we're over it. That, that shouldn't even have been included. And then you guys had Squid Games, which was another one of those ones I thought to myself, okay, I was on both shows, both yours and um, uh, the um, Donna and Steve experience during both those uh, like phenomenons, and that was constantly talked about. So I think Mayor of Easttown and Squid Games are the only real contenders in that one. It was yours versus... Um, and the Academy had Succession. And Succession. Oh, so. and Succession's amazing, but it splits hairs. I don't think everyone likes Succession. Mm-hmm. And say what you said about Succession because you nailed it. <sighs> it was only good the last three weeks. <laughs> But this last season has yeah. been not good. You're right. Not, but the last three good. weeks, yeah. We're yeah. good. Well, you know, which one won on that one? Let's hear it. This is the first win for the Donna and Steve experience. And it's all because that Donna means... overruled Steve's repeated requests <laughs> to nominate his favorite gritty drama, 
Veggie Tales. <laughs> Congratulations, Donna and Steve. Mayor of Easttown. And yeah. Mayor of Easttown, for the eight weeks that that was on, that was the water cooler oh, yeah. talk of every Monday. It and, was appointment, and it was so, so good. And since I listened so much to all the shows, I was all, all the four shows were talking yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Here was the thing that was Squid Game. Because it was number one in 94 countries, it was a non-speaking show, it had so much buzz in the word of mouth, and I just did the Google mm-hmm. Foo Master on all of this Love to it. see what got talked about. Mayor of Easttown had 6.3 million Googles. Um, Grey's Anatomy had 121 million. Wow. Dexter had 1.5 billion. Oh, that show. Um, Succession had $2.8 billion and Squid Game was $1.5 billion. So yeah. Succession was, social media-wise, the, the most. most talked about. Wow. Yeah, so kind of interesting, you know, mm-hmm. just to see that. All right, what's our last one? Let's just do Song of the Year. Yeah, Song of the Year was Anderson Pack had Leave the Door Open with Bruno Mars, and that was uh, Jason and Alexis. Excellent And then pick. Don and Steve had BTS Butter. Oh, so good. Colleen and Bradley had Easy on Me, Adele. No. We had uh, Good for You, Olivia Rodrigo. We got to go for a banger. I, I right. thought that was going to win a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I would have bet my unborn child that is currently, <laughs> I'm currently growing. Yeah. And Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran was the My Talk Academy, and the winner was... Congratulations, Adele, on Song of the Year. And and Bradley. you're welcome for my talk, playing that song two or three times an hour (laughs) and bumper music for about 17 months there. Yeah, Yeah. feels like it. With concert tickets when that Vegas show finally happens. Cheerio, love. Yeah. (laughs) It was a close uh, call for a second between um, Leave the Door Open. They beat us. They beat number two by a nudge but she, and then olivia rodrigo got good what? for you i just think we didn't hit i but if you look at streams yeah yeah okay leave the door open 2.6 billion bts butter 3.5 billion yeah easy on me adele 4.4 Olivia Rodrigo, good for you. Five point four billion. The numbers speak for you. Yeah, just you know that song was played more. I think the problem is that the people listening to Olivia Rodrigo, they were just out there jamming so hard they forgot to vote. Yeah, because we just missed. And we don't play "Good for You" every other song like we do with "Easy on Me." No, you're right. You're right. We do play it once in a while. I think. Yeah, we, we do. do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. We do. All right. So tomorrow we're going to have more my talkies at eight o'clock. It really is fun. To, it's my. It's my favorite. It's, I'm obsessed. I drive at that exact time, and it literally feels like a two minute drive. It's always on from eight a.m. till nine a.m. And who's on? To, do you know who's on tomorrow? Yes, Donna, Colleen, and Julia are on tomorrow, yeah. and they're going to be doing reality show of the year, crush of the year, and music artist of the year. It's so, so good. You have Beautiful. to listen to it. I'm Beautiful. obsessed with the talkies. I need I need merch. You need merch. All right, listen, <laughs> when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, if you're old enough or you're a rerun of fans of the 80s, I'm about ready to have a Julia Sugar... Baker moment from Designing Women. I am so irate and mad at the Academy Awards. I just the 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 Oscars, the people who run the Oscars in an attempt to make their pageantry 
be more exciting for the people who will never tune in and watch the Academy ever. Yeah. Have done something to the Academy that will really make all the people who love watching the Academy Awards, no matter what, mad. So what they have done. Yeah, I'm excited. You've been so irate. You even had two desserts. Uh, it's okay. So what they did, what they had decided, this is what they announced. When deciding how to produce the Oscars, we recognize it's a live event television show, and we must prioritize the television audience to increase viewer engagement and keep the show vital, kinetic, and relevant. Blah, 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 blah. In order to provide more time and opportunity for audience entertainment and engagement, isn't your heart pounding? We don't want... No, I audience engagement or entertainment no. in the audience. We will have more comedy, nope. musical numbers, nope. film clip packages, nope. and movie tributes. And they are cutting out eight Oscars that at least six of them, a movie isn't a movie without recognizing best uh, sound, best production, best makeup and hair, best original score, and editing. Okay, none of these things happen. Last year, I remember we got an amazing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah. And the makeup and hairstyling team is a group of black women. They'd never been nominated before. They sweep. It was a, this really sweet, emotional moment. It's the one... All the people that work in that area, yeah, are they're the real. Be- they're the behind-the-scenes people. Yeah, they're not showing up in yeah. designer gowns or whatever. But this is their chance to is, rub yeah. elbows with the people that make the movies look good because they're the visual faces or the director. But I mean, we here's a this was a clip from um, Mavericks movies, and it's just a clip of a couple different things of. Magic that happened in the category in these categories at the Oscar. Like the first one we're going to hear is Common and John Legend won for original score for Selma. Okay. Recently, John and I got to go to Selma and perform Glory on the same bridge that Dr. King and the people of the Civil Rights Movement marched on 50 years ago. This bridge was once a landmark of a divided nation, but now is a symbol for change. The spirit of this bridge transcends race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, and social status. The spirit of this bridge connects the kid from the south side of Chicago dreaming of a better life to those in France standing up for their freedom of expression. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. To the people in Hong Kong protesting for democracy, this bridge was built on hope, welded with compassion, and elevated by love for all human beings. This is the first I okay. So, yeah. Here so that that is one they won for best sound. Yeah. I, we didn't I couldn't find the one from the hair and uh, silent people for uh, black Maz, or black Ma's rainy bottom or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever I can't think of it right now. This one I think this is also another one. This is for sound for um you know, a couple of weeks ago, remember, we were learning all the music, all the sound that John Williams has created for movies, mm-hmm. Jaws and Star Wars. I mean, just kind of incredible. Now, this other guy, Morricone, um, the Italian okay. guy, he won his first Oscar ever for sound. This might be that cut. Nomination for Kevin O'Connell. To my mother, Skippy O'Connell, oh, this who 39 else. years ago got me a job in sound. And when I asked her, Ma, how can I ever thank you? She looked at me and she said, you know, I'll tell you how you can thank me. You can work hard. You can work really hard. And then someday you go win yourself an Oscar and you can stand up there on that stage and you can thank me in front of the whole world. I Leo love it. Morricone, the hateful eight, my brother. This is the first Oscar and sixth nomination for Ennio Morricone. The Oscar goes to Alan Menken and Howard Ashman for Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. As for makeup and hair style, Mm -hmm. Howard and I shared a home and a life together, and I'm very happy and very proud to accept this for him. But it is bittersweet. This is the first Academy Award given to someone we've lost to AIDS. There's an inscription at Howard's grave in Baltimore. It reads, Oh, that he had one more song to sing. We'll never hear that song. But I'm deeply grateful for this tribute you've given to what he left behind. There's just like there's an endless amount of um, really amazing moments that do come from the film editing. Sometimes it's posthumously and it's the family makeup and hairstyle. Look at all of the people like Jessica Chastain gets nominated for the eyes of Tammy Faye and Jared Leto. He didn't get nominated for Oscar, but the. The makeup oh, that yeah. goes on in this. And, and you have to keep in mind, too, is like, now, I'm not saying that, like, the actors and actresses haven't been working up to this point, as but I can say this, that the people in these fields, this has been a lifetime of work. It hasn't been like a, you've been on set for three, four months or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, picked up a good role, this or that. This has been a lifetime. And so you can feel it in those. And I, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say that. They're going to present those eight. In an off-camera award ceremony, an hour before it, so it's still going to be a three and a half I, hour broadcast. I don't need the extra stuff like the the, the comedy, the this or that. I like <sighs> seeing people getting the awards, and you know what? They're always the random ones that have like the loose cannon moments where they say something crazy. They're the most fun to watch. I I know, so I don't know what they. I don't know who they think this imaginary viewer. I don't know is that there's going to be fewer awards, no old people, no artsy movies, a super fast pace in Spider Man. I mean, the Academy Awards is chasing its tail off the cliff. Yep.
Boo. 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 How about boo to the traffic or yay to the traffic? Let's go yay to the traffic. And of course, we're playing Cheap Trick because they're opening for Rod Stewart on Friday, July 8th at the Excel, which is going to be a great show. Are you going? I... I it's not the Basilica Block Party that weekend, so yeah, right, you're going. Yeah, the I likelihood of uh, I would love to see Sir Rod, but I also really love Cheap Trick because they sound so good. Uh, is it Robin Zander, the lead singer? I think that's his name. Anyway, he sounds just like he did on any of his records or the radio. They're they're having fun now. Would that be one case you'd want to go with you? Yeah. Probably for okay. cheap trick. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he's ever seen Rod Stewart, but I mean, Rod is kind of fun. Even I mean, Maggie May is going to sound terrific with his raspy voice. There you go. You know, so yeah, Rod's got to go get out there and get get some money. He's not toured in four years, and he had that Vegas residency, and just so he hasn't been out there for two years. Nice. This, is, this is this is in their blood, and it's true too. It's like. It feels, and this is how, I mean, maybe I've been feeling for a year now, but if you want to go to something, you should go. I mean, and we for just, some of the older artists, you know, yeah. legacy kind of acts. And, it's just like, we just learned that, you know, you take that stuff for granted and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. Like, anything I want to go to know, I just go. I just yeah. buy the ticket. All right. Who do we got? Grant all Arino. Right. We've got four people lined up. Ron, Emma, Renee, and Jeannie. Now, Ron was our first caller, so he's going to get his first shot to win these tickets. How you doing, Ron? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks. Ron, I I wonder if you're going to be as lucky as Joel yesterday was their first caller and won the tickets. I sure hope so. All right. All right. Well, let's see how well you know Rod Stewart. Ron, here we go. What does Rod consider to be his most passionate hobby outside of making music? Soccer, also known as football across the pond, brewing beer, building train models, or beekeeping slash harvesting honey? Soccer, football. Oh, that is no, not no. correct, Ron. I am That's s- what I would have guessed, Ron. Well, you were talking about him kicking the soccer balls. I know. I know. I know. It's unfortunate. Damn it. Not oh, no. Well, answer. thanks for the try. All right. Well, you can try again tomorrow. Will do. All right. Oh, he seemed lovely. He mm-hmm. did. He Just, did. Let's give him our cars. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, talk to, is it Emma? Emma. Yes. Hi. Emma, well, one of your choices has been eliminated, so. I know, that's helpful. <laughs> All right, you ready to go? Yeah, can you say them one more time? Yes, I will, absolutely. What does Rod Stewart consider his most passionate hobby outside of making music? Soccer, brewing beer, building train models, or beekeeping slash harvesting honey? I feel like it's something weird. Yeah. So I'm going to go with building train models. Nice job, Emma. Emma Problema. Emma, good. Was that just a random guess? That was random. I thought it was either beekeeping or train models. Oh, my God. I remember (laughs) hearing that about him, and I thought, he doesn't seem like a train model guy. Not that I know what that is. (laughs) Right. Well, well, here we go. I got about 20 seconds here of this clip of someone describing his train model set, and this will give you the idea of why it is his most passionate hobby outside of music. Listen to this. 
Rod Stewart. Whoa. Yes, Sir Rod Stewart has spent the last 23 years building a scale model railroad and city in the attic of his L.A. home. As a point oh of reference, my. Stewart has released 13 studio albums and gone on tour 19 times in the time that it took to build this. <laughs> it's inspired by the architecture of New York and of Chicago wow. in the 1940s. Yeah, this is, this is nuts. Wait, how's the sky? Wow, who um, knew? Well, Emma, who are you wow. going to take to uh, Rod Stewart Cheap Trick on Friday, July 8th? I'm going to take my mom. It's her birthday in March, so I'll surprise her with these tickets. Hopefully, oh. she's not <laughs> Wonderful. Fun. Have a great time, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Love you guys. Okay, bye. bye All right, we'll do, we'll do this again tomorrow. Well, we'll do it uh, tomorrow and was Friday. Ron? Ron was the one? Yeah, Ron yeah, has Ron. to call in again. He seems to love Ron. Ron was, that was the trick one. I would have guessed soccer. I would have, I mean, I feel like I failed Ron because we slipped it in. We, yeah, I know. We tricked him. We were talking we about didn't soccer to. balls. No, we didn't mean sorry, to. sorry, Ron. Uh, BTS fans, uh, they have announced a four-night Permission to Dance on Stage Vegas Residency. Okay. Um, April 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th. And, um, yeah, they're going to play at the uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Oh, fun. Tickets uh, for registering for tickets. Ugh is available on February 26th. What does so, that even mean? So you can't buy them then, you register You register them. to see if you're going to be one of the lucky ones because it's just four dates and you know that is going to just... I blow up. Blow up because they've not played in Vegas and they're doing four dates. I know. Do you think there's any hesitancy <laughs> with Vegas stuff now? I mean, are like, are you know, with the whole... Adele? People canceling, yeah. It will be in writers, from now on. I think you're Contracts. right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. If an artist, and the, who knows, it might have been in Adele's I know, I assume thing, so. and she's got FU money and yeah. able to pay the last minute cancellation fees. But I'm sure there's something in there, but it's still. No, I'm just saying hesitancy for the ticket buyers. You know, we just got off the Adele thing where people had their rooms and. In, in when has flights. that ever happened before? I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think that last one I mean, one Celine, cost? Uh, that costs Caesars, they're estimating between 150 to $200 million. Ugh. Ugh, that's why they would like to make new dates work. We would like to make new dates work, work please. Please, okay. <laughs> uh, apparently, Kanye had a disastrous non-release listening party in Miami for an, his unreleased album. Uh, and it's, you know, you can only listen to his new album on this stem player that cost $200, but I guess it was a disaster. Kanye screaming at the sound mixer. No one could hear. Alicia Keys was hoarse and off key. And a lot of the events seem to have to do with the anger that Kanye has at Kim Kardashian. He sampled a piece of her SNL monologue in one song. That's going to be tough to get a license for that. Yeah. uh, To actually be on the release. uh, of it and the New York Times, if you subscribe to it or if you, you haven't watched or listened, read all your free for the month, they had a great story about just it was just epic. Um, he just doesn't seem like somebody you want to be around right now. No, he's got a one track mind. You're talking and, about Kanye, yeah, yeah. Were you guys talking about his little antics last night or mm-hmm. just what a disaster it yeah. was, Whew. just of epic proportions. Um, Madonna has dubbed herself Fadonna, and she's very busy 
on social media using lots of filters and modeling baklavas. Uh, and I don't mean the desserts. I mean the balaclava. Yep, the, yep, yep. The hat thing. The wraparound, yeah. The wraparound thing. But she's doing, you know, Balenciaga and don't bleep with her and making movies is hard and hashtag fundana. She has, and I'm not <laughs> hating on a filter. I have no problem with people using filters or, or changing their looks at all. But she looks so much like Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules with all those filters on. I mean, she looks late 20s-esque in those filters. It's wild. And yeah. I, and I kind of feel bad for her because I know that she must feel insecure when she goes someplace and people see her for her what she really looks like. You know what I mean? It's like This the, is the problem with yeah. filters. Yeah. Too much filtering. You know what I mean? Like You're going like, to be a real disappointment in person. That's why on my dating profiles, when I was online dating, I'd always put some photos that were like not exactly super flattering because I'd want them to be like, oh, she actually looks so better than I thought. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, mm. anyway. Anyways, Madonna. Madonna, Madonna. Um, Ringo Starr, I guess people are that have the money and that are buying his um, memoir photo book called Lifted are going crazy for it. He was they on love. Jimmy Kimmel last Thursday night, and he's yeah. absolutely a delight talking about an octopus's garden. And yes, it was inspired by a woman who had an octopus wrapped around her foot, but also a massive amount of weed. It was just very funny. Oh, but funny. One of the things that he commissioned that he writes about in this memoir photo book is he commissioned a one-of-a-kind recording from Frank Sinatra for his wife, Maureen, back in the 60s. And Frank recorded Marine is a is a champ with special lyrics to the lady is a tramp mm. and I never heard about it and I'm sure that many I should have asked Holly I don't think a lot of Beatles or Sinatra fans were aware of its existence and it's um I I think you might be able uh to find it and there's also a shout out at the end of the song to the Beatles PR man Peter uh, two or Peter Brown because of course you remember the song the ballad of John and Yoko or maybe you don't but that was all about them but Ringo's uh, uh, he stayed very close to Maureen his first wife until she passed away from cancer in 1994 and of course he's been married for a long time to Barbara Bach Mm -hmm. Bond girl and Barbara Bach's sister is married to Joe Walsh from the Eagles dang that'd be a fun family reunion yeah, wouldn't that be a good Thanksgiving a holiday yeah. thing? Yeah, so I don't know if if you can even find Marine is a champ if that's anywhere to be found online. The Frank Sinatra Mar- song. Marine is such a good name, and I feel like we never hear it anymore. No, Marine. That's a cute name. Yeah, and uh, you know when Julia's mad at me, she calls me by my real name, Lorene. Lorene. <laughs> That's a name you never hear either. You never hear that name. Yeah, I know it. So um, I guess uh, one of the lyrics is, she married Ringo, she could have had Paul. <laughs> That's funny. I know it. So I don't know. Grant can't find it. He, Unfortunately, no, we're not looking. I can't find it right now. Yeah, so. maybe we'll try and find yep. it. But anyway, that's one of the things that uh, is is in that book. And that book is, um, um, it's a little spendy, but if you've got a... Beatles fan or someone who really loves uh, Ringo, the name oh. of the memoir photo book is lifted and it's photos we've never seen before. And apparently Ringo is quite the Kodak 
cameraman. We all have somebody in our family that would be perfect to buy that for. Yeah. Like there's all you always have one extreme Beatles fan. And that seems like a really fun book. And with, you know, the photos, I bet you even somebody like me who likes Beatles but isn't obsessed would, would like yeah. going through it too. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Listen, when we come back, um, we are going to do you love Sam Elliott? Do you love Sam Elliott's mustache? Do you even know who Sam Elliott is? I know who Sam Elliott is. I don't I will have to form an opinion about his mustache during the break. All right, we'll be right back with Sam Elliott. It is, I thought it was Tuesday, but I'm delighted to find out it's Wednesday. It's hump day. Yes. I know. I had Monday hump. Uh, You confused me to no end. You go, I thought you had school at this time on Tuesdays. And I was like, I, I do. Yeah, Should I be at school yeah, right Yeah, right. It's Wednesday. And, uh, you know, to quote Courtney Kosak, uh, every time Sam Elliott graces the screen as a mustache ride for the world. Mm. And... <laughs> You are very right. Isn't that good? I mean, Uh, nothing is as badass as that mustache. And you know Sam Elliott from, I mean, Lifeguard is one of his first movies, but Mask, 1883, starring him right now, Justified, which was hard to watch that season because he didn't have a mustache. Yeah. And he looked so weird, but Roadhouse, Tombstone. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski, the TV show The Ranch, but he's married to Catherine Ross from, um, you know, Butch and the Sundance Kids and Kid, and he's just got an epic mustache. And Mm -hmm. he is the best thing about 1883, which Grant and I are watching. Mm -hmm. And as my friend Sandy described, moves slower than the wagon trains that are moving in the caravan across West. It's just a slow-moving story. I can't do it. But he is everything in it. And he doesn't give interviews. He's really given no interviews. Mm -hmm. And who is he talking to? He's talking with uh, today's crew. I think um, uh, the... um, Hoda or... Who's the... um, Al Roker is there. Okay. So Al and the team is talking to him. They've got to be excited because he just doesn't give that many uh, interviews. Yes, this is cool. It also gives a little bit at the beginning here. We have a little taste of his acting in 1883. Okay. Too, so check this out. Patsy Scout told me once. When you love somebody, you trade souls with them. They get a piece of yours and you get a piece of theirs. But when your love dies, A little piece of you dies with him. That's why he hurts so bad. And Sam joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, Sam, one of the things about this show that is so great, and like Yellowstone, too, it, it takes you there. I mean, everything from the acting, the writing, to even the costumes, it just feels so authentic. What's it like, though? Because you have to wear so many layers to film some of these <laughs> scenes in that heat. You have to embrace it. If you let it get to you, then it's just no fun. You know, if you, if you just kind of go with it, you just realize that, you know, things weren't that easy on the Oregon Trail, you know, and we had it a lot easier than they did, needless to say, you know, I mean, there was a craft service guy to turn to for a cup of coffee exactly. anytime you wanted it. Uh, you, you played a, a number of cowboys in, in, in your career. What is it about that? that career about that job that seems to speak to you in playing these characters about that genre yeah yeah i don't know al i I think on some level it's a simplicity of that form you know things are pretty black and white in westerns and 
it's a classic struggle on some level the ways I've always looked at westerns and it's it's man against man it's man against himself and man against nature and I just think that those three struggles have spoke to me since I was a little kid and fascinated me and I think they make for great entertainment and you've also particularly uh, in Taylor Sheridan's hands. You've leaned into the mustache, obviously. Even <laughs> That's right. do, you, do you really embrace this? I mean, you people love this mustache. Yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like, you're just wearing somebody's lip, you know. And it's like, I'm I'm comfortable with it or without it. I've worked without it a number of times over the years, and you know, I mean, I work with it now. I'm, I'm doing a thing on on a show called Family Guy, and which. A mustache is a big part of it. The guy runs a ranch in, in, on which he raises mustaches. <laughs> and Sam Elliott has had a mustache really his whole career. The only thing I've ever seen him in a mustache where he played this guy on Justified. And he has no upper lip. He looks so weird without I it. I want to see him look without it. Because even when you said the name, I was like, I got to think of what. And, and he met Catherine Ross. They were filming a movie in 1978 doing this horror movie called The Legacy in London. And they played a couple who our group of guests terrorized at a creepy English estate. And even though Catherine Ross was married to her fourth husband at the time, Sam Elliott had never been married. She got divorced the next year, and they've been together uh, ever since. So, like, hearing him talk and seeing with his mustache, I think, dang a lang, I would like to bang that man. Oh, and in but then when, you, when he plays Cher's biker boyfriend, just... But seeing him without a mustache? Weird. I feel, oh, I don't like it. He reminds me of the Grinch. Yeah, he looks... <laughs> He, there's a reason he's always had a mustache. It looks great. I mean, yeah. the movie Lifeguard, that is really, if you want some young Sam Elliott, you know, man candy, you know, he just is, uh, and he's 77 years old, and he's just great. Oh, his voice. Just, his voice. Mm-hmm. I think he did Ford commercials for a bit. Yeah, was it or was it like a rock or something or Chevy, but some kind of a truck? Yeah, he did. A, he did do some. Ford, no, it was built Ford tough. Yeah, it was yeah, built yeah, Ford yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, I think that was his thing. Okay, so real quick, why is everyone on Celebrity Big Brother mad at Todrick Hall? You're watching Celebrity Big Brother. Well, uh, as of right now, you mean like the people outside or the people in the house? Just both. He's been. Oh, he's been scheming. He's been playing the hardest game out of everybody, and it. Um, it rubs off on people because sometimes when people go into this game, you're supposed to expect the unexpected and people are going to lie, steat, and chill to win. That's that, That's how this game works. But when it happens to them, they become surprised. And he's been... He's been playing it hard, just to yeah. put it that way. He's been conniving and making deals with both sides of the house. And he actually flipped an entire eviction, which rarely happens because I think this is Celebrity Big Brother, so they're not completely all in tune to yeah, it yeah, all. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's playing the house like a gem. And right now, he's my pick to win it, I think. Okay. and But I think it's pissing a little people pissing it, some people Do you off. like him then? Like, are you, because you've watched it's a all bit. I love him. Game, I love him. I love his gameplay. I love his attitude. I think, and I didn't know anything about this guy before and I've read all about him. Oh, he's, wasn't he's, he Taylor, uh, Taylor Hall's or Taylor Swift's choreographer? He was a choreographer. He did um, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I think he did some choreography for that, mm-hmm. but he's got such good energy and when him and Carson Kressley were together, 
it's just there's a lot of friendships in this um, season of Big Brother, and that's why I think that because they're all really kind of close. They've all worked together. How's my girl Cynthia Bailey from Atlanta doing? She's still rocking it. She's she still is. in. She's she's sliding under the radar. To be honest, she hasn't played a bit of an ounce of okay. game. Well, I saw Todd Bridges in his luge's out luge outfit. Oh, he looked like a Teletubby. Oh my word! And what did that thing go uh, like? 10 feet? Yeah, it had to go 10 feet in about 10 <laughs> seconds. But yeah, that was probably the ugliest look oh, in Big Brother history. Brave and he knew guy. It. Brave guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right.